0: Are we really doing this? We're doing it. Ah! Welcome to the Mom Tales and Cocktails podcast. I'm Shelby Lovitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon to be moms, mom of three and twin mom. My passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy, postpartum and
1: beyond. And I'm Erin Patel, mom of two toddler boys. I work in aerospace and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way. So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and life.
0: Hello beautiful moms We are so excited to have you back For today's episode of Mom Tales and Cocktails We're going to be giving you some Tough love again today So get ready We have some two chicks on hand, and we are going to be diving into the number one thing preventing you from getting started right now. Whether that's with working out, eating healthier, or just taking care of you, you're going to want to pay close attention. So often you feel like you know what you should be doing, but for some reason you just can't do it. And there's a good reason why this happens, and. A little hint, it's not because you're not disciplined enough. It's because you're constantly waiting to get started, waiting to feel motivated, waiting for the perfect time, waiting for things to slow down, waiting to be more fit, waiting to feel happier. The list honestly goes on and on. So we are going to put
1: an end to that today. Our mom tale for this week is actually not going to be about our kids. I feel like we have so much content to talk about them, but this one is actually really near and dear to us. Um, So our friend went to the dermatologist recently just for an overall check because she saw somebody else on social media say that they went to the dermatologist and she was like, all right, let me go make an appointment and just see how things are. Um, She ended up finding out that she had a small patch of skin cancer on her nose. And this was like super eye-opening especially for shelby and i who (laughs) used to work at a tanning salon together for many years and um literally since when did we start i think 14 (laughs) 14. we were so young and we were in those tanning beds almost every day almost every day and sometimes twice a day remember the leg tanner oh my god Oh, I forgot about that. And the like, tingle lotion. Just a oh. light tanner. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So we have a lot of um, skin damage, I would imagine. I've personally never been to a dermatologist ever. Um, I don't really know what the experience is like, but now I know that I need to go because of the damage that I'm sure that we've done. Yeah, and
0: I honestly have never been either, and I feel like that's so bad. My husband
1: actually goes all of the time, and... I have never been. I feel like it's just another thing that gets added to our plate. Like, I feel like the list of appointments that I need to make is just growing and growing and growing and I'm not actually doing anything to address it and it's almost like giving me anxiety like knowing that the list is growing and I know if I would just pick up the call or pick up the phone and make the call and like keep progressing through it would be fine but there's something about like having to wait on hold and then look at the calendar and then make sure there's no conflicts it's like it's never just easy I wish you could just do this online so you didn't have to like wait on anybody else yeah I feel like the trying to like
0: Figure out, okay, when is this going to work with my work schedule? And I, like, try to fit it in if I can in the middle of a work day. And then it's like, but what if something pops up last minute? Oh, and, then, and that always happens. Um, this honestly sounds so bad, but not only have I never been to the dermatologist, I don't even have, like, a primary doctor. I haven't been to, like, a normal doctor, a normal checkup in... I don't know, since I had to get a
1: physical in- and <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that reminds me that I also need to make an appointment to get my thyroid checked. Oh, God. Um, so what do you do when you get sick? Uh, just go to urgent care. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that works. That does make it convenient, but you also have to make an appointment there, too, don't you? Uh, not usually. Usually I
0: uh, will just walk in. So, yeah, I'm an urgent care person, but I
1: definitely <laughs> need to
0: get a primary doctor go to the doctor to just like make sure everything make sure everything's good because you know we're doing of course we're taking our kids to the doctor and taking them to all of their appointments but this is one of those things that always gets pushed to the back burner and it's like we think okay once things like slow down once I have a little bit more time then I'll like sit down and make these appointments and do these things but of course does that never actually happen?
1: No, not when not the way we plan anyway.
0: Because as we know, as moms, things okay. never really slow <laughs> down. Just no. when we think things are about to slow down, just when we think things are gonna start being or gonna stop being so busy, something else pops up and something unexpected pops up. The kids get sick or whatever it is. It just never slows down.
1: Never. <laughs> all right. So this is your reminder because this is serious. Like we said, write down all the things that you need, all the appointments that you need to make and just start churning through them. I'm going to go find myself a dermatologist and I'm going to make that appointment. That's my action step for today.
0: And I will find a primary doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: when it comes to waiting
0: for the conditions to be perfect, really just stop and ask yourself, like, If not now, when if you're not going to do it now, when is it actually going to happen? Because a lot of times we tell ourselves like we're going to get started at this time, at this time, and then it never actually happens. And if you keep waiting, it's just not going to happen. The longer and longer you do keep waiting, the harder and harder it gets to actually get going. And just imagine how much further along You could be now, whether that's with your health and your fitness and your body, if you didn't keep waiting. And like we've talked a lot about in past episodes, you know, there's no such thing as perfect. So we're waiting for this quote unquote perfect time to get started or to do the thing. But there is no such thing as perfection
1: or perfect. So why are you waiting on this? It's so true. And I feel like one of the reasons why we wait is because we put whatever that thing is that we're waiting on, on a pedestal. And we like amplify the idea of how hard or how overwhelming taking that action is going to be to start tackling it. And I get that. I totally, it's something I've definitely suffered from. And it's like, almost like paralyzing when you're thinking about what you have to do and the weight of it just feels so heavy.
0: Yeah, but also, and also at the same time, a lot of times our like expectations are skewed based on past experiences or the way that we feel like things should look so maybe you're feeling like you know making these changes to your life and your body is going to be really hard you have to do all of these things you have to start tracking macros you have to start exercising six times per week you have to start doing this huge like meal prepping and meal planning on Sunday that it just feels overwhelming but most of the time it doesn't have to be as hard as you're making
1: it but I feel like all those things motivate you to keep waiting because it's like Mm -hmm. this feels safer here
0: right exactly okay so we're gonna talk about five main reasons that you may be waiting to start taking action so we talked about this a little bit but One is waiting for things to slow down. So like I said, as moms, things never slow down. Once you think you're in the clear, then something else pops up. And honestly, there's just always something going on. The holidays, the kids going back to school, summer vacations, kids being in different sports and activities. And then again, not to mention all these unexpected things that pop up so if we keep waiting for these events to pass and things to slow down we're going to be waiting forever because it's always something different that is going on with
1: the kids and your family and it's just crazy all the time and it's almost like if you just budget for the fact that things are going to be chaos mm-hmm. and there's never going to be a point when just, when you when things are going to slow down then you remove the need to wait like I not that I was like waiting on change in either of these situations but like um, right after Zane was born I think it was like f- he was five weeks old and Ari was like still adjusting to having a new brother um, it like sort of felt like things were leveling out and there was like some Peace, and then Molly, my older dog, freaking got sprayed by a skunk, and like that—that's a whole other story. But like, that took up so much of my time, like giving her baths, washing everything, like, and trying to get rid of that. And I don't know, just like a silly example of like something is always going to pop up. I talked about the fleas situation last week. Like, Mm -hmm. it's always going to be something.
0: Yeah. So we need to just expect that unexpected things are going to happen there's going to be things that we can't plan for things are you know always going to be crazy yes there will be some times that are slower than others but just because they're like quote-unquote slower doesn't mean they're like slow right and not
1: <laughs> not crazy at the same time but think again how much better you'll feel when you get to that like slow wish period or like that slowdown when you've already started making the change or doing the thing that you wanted to start doing it's like you can enjoy it a little bit more
0: yeah and the thing is it's like something I've talked about with my clients too is that imagine like if you can still make yourself and your health a priority during these times where It is crazy. Like, imagine how easy it's going to feel in those times where it's not. And it's like you can look back at those times if you ever feel like, you know, you're losing that like momentum or motivation. You can think back to those times, like remember that time where life was insane, but I was still making myself a priority. And like, what was I doing then that I can help help to like build that momentum back
1: up now? This reminds me of a story that my dad would tell me as a kid. And then like the details are a little foggy. um, So dad will have to ask you that story again. (laughs) But it had something to do with this like tennis player who was trying to train. And I guess maybe his trainer like made him go right up against the net and like rapid fire, like hit the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball. And it was like, why are you doing this to me? This is so overwhelming. I can't even like get my footing. And so we had him, I guess, keep doing that. And then he had him back up and he slowed everything down and like the guy just nailed every single one. And I know nothing about tennis, but it's like a relatable situation where if you you're thrown into the thick of like the hard situation and then you get to back yourself out and like see what you're really capable of. I don't know. It just came to mind.
0: Yeah, no, that's 100 percent true. Like if you can do these things in the harder times, like imagine all of the things that you could do when It's not so hard and how much easier and better it will feel in those, quote unquote, slower Mm -hmm. times. Um, But speaking of like that momentum and motivation, that's the next point. So a lot of times we are waiting to feel motivated. And this is just like a slippery slope because you must first take action in order to start building that momentum, in order to start building that motivation, most of the time you're not going to wake up one day and just be like, yeah, I'm super motivated. I mean, sometimes like that happens, but it it wavers. You're not always going to feel motivated. Yes, I like am obsessed with lifting. I love working out, but I'm not like, jumping out of bed super excited when my alarm goes off at four
1: thirty. 30 no 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 no
0: in the morning to go and work out like like I said yes I love my workouts and sometimes I do I am excited because I do enjoy it and want to see if I'm able to like lift more but I'm not like oh my god I can't wait to wake up at 4 30 in the morning it's just creating these habits and going back to that relying on the habits and these little you know these small changes that you've made that's going to keep you going and we can't just keep waiting on motivation because again, you're gonna be waiting for a very long time.
1: And I think it's important to remember that like, we are in control of the decisions we make. Somebody else isn't gonna flip that motivational light switch for us and all of a sudden we're gonna feel it. Like we have to decide that motivation is in our control, but we have to do the things that make motivation come to light. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that we often do is our um, lift like a bit, or lift like Shelby? <laughs> group chat, like where you, Katie, and I, like, are that constant motivation source for each other. Like, I love your workouts. I would be lost without them. I genuinely love them, but that doesn't mean I feel like doing them every day, just like you said. And so, a lot of times, I'll text you guys, knowing that you're going to help bring that motivation out of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Having that, like, not like accountability, like did you, you better do this did you get drill your in today like wake up wake up it's time to work out like that isn't helpful <laughs> for mm. most people um it's just like knowing just like hearing that somebody else like doesn't want to do it oh. of, <laughs> I thought you were going like, the other direction yeah it can be either way <laughs> but like one hearing that someone else did it is kind of like motivating like, oh now I'm excited to do it to like see what it's like if they said, you know, something about it. You wanna make sure that you like experience the same thing, but it can be like comforting at the same time knowing like this was really, really hard. I didn't wanna do it, but I still did it anyway. And like knowing that other people feel the same way that you're feeling is really helpful two at the same time and on the flip side
1: now we keep like like changing our (laughs) positions but like knowing that somebody else is going how do I want to say this like if I'm struggling with motivation or I don't feel like doing the workout I know that I can come to you guys to help me through that so it's like in you'll either wallow with me or (laughs) help me and either way there's a benefit to both
0: (laughs) yeah definitely and that's just like that's the power of Having support and having accountability just really, really forces you to show up more than you would on your own. Do
1: things you wouldn't typically do on your own. So this next one, this is one of my all time favorites. Waiting to be fit before you start getting fit. Um, And this was like this is my go to excuse when I fall off the wellness wagon. Um and maybe it's just me, but I have this like or I used to have this idea in my mind that like if I could just lose weight before I go back to the gym or if I could just start getting in a routine or if I could just start eating better then I can do the the working out thing and I can actually start like a structured program. And it's weird like even still today I like very much remember that mindset and like I can still sort of rationalize it to myself, but it, it like doesn't make sense. Like how could all the pounds just like shimmy off and like without doing any work. And if that were the case, then I wouldn't need to do the workout. And then if a routine was easy to get into, I would already be in a routine and I wouldn't need help getting in a routine. Um, So it's all like, it's all the narrative that you want to create for yourself and what excuse you really want to dive into and like amplify.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's just like, I've heard that so often too. And it's just, it's literally just completely backwards. Like, You want to have structure in the beginning so you know what you're doing and how to do it so you can get to a place where you are fit and getting into a good routine when you have that guidance and structure. It's going to make things so much easier. Mm -hmm. And I've also heard like um, women not wanting to start with strength training because they're like, I need to do all this cardio. Oh, that was me. I need to go walk on the treadmill first (laughs) Uh for five weeks before I do anything else. Yeah, I need to do cardio before I can start incorporating strength training because like I need to lose weight first and then, you know, then I can tone or um, start strength training or whatever types of workouts. And this just isn't the case. You 1000% can still, if your goal is weight loss, you can lose weight with strength training most of it does come down to your nutrition and by incorporating strength training you're going to be able to lose fat a lot more easily and see those changes in your body much quicker and much easier.
1: Okay so two things I want to say I will never ever discount somebody's insecurities with like going back to a gym. I am fortunate to be able to work out in my basement. I don't enjoy going into a gym setting usually, except when we go to lifetime. Uh, I do enjoy that, but I know like, especially for me, there was this element of, I feel insecure being in public and like putting myself out there in a working out set or workout setting because I'm not comfortable. So I will never, ever discount that. I totally get it. Um, and you're, if you feel that way your feelings are valid but know that again the longer you wait the like more that insecure space or mindset is going to like settle in um and the second thing i wanted to talk about i don't remember <laughs> what it was um no but i completely i completely
0: agree to like it's 100 percent valid um and i used to even I used to feel this way, too, when I was, like, super uncomfortable in my body. I would wear, like, huge baggy T-shirts to the gym because I didn't want to see anyone to see see me. I would, you know, judge other women who were, like, super, calm, super confident and, like, wearing tighter clothes, wearing the shorter shorts because that was just my way, my, like, own insecurities and, like, projecting that...
1: Onto them But like Like there has to be Something that they're Like skipping out on Or like they're not mm-hmm. You know they're, They are have an eating disorder Or yeah. they're taking Diables Like it, it's so easy To like Buy into Whatever excuse Makes you feel better I've, I've totally been there too um, The thing I just remembered What I wanted to ask Can you debunk for us This idea that muscle Weighs more than fat <laughs> Because weight is weight Right? Yes
0: So I I understand that's One thousand percent Like the sentiment And the concept of this uh that muscle weighs more than fat but one pound of muscle is the same as one pound of fat they're both one pound so muscle doesn't weigh more than fat muscle is more dense than fat so um you may weigh more and still can look leaner because Muscle isn't taking up, taking up as much space on your body as fat is. So you can, can still, still like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. You can still either like weigh the same and your body just look completely different if you have more muscle or you can even maybe weigh more. Um, and again, your body look completely different if you do have that um, solid foundation of muscle.
1: All right. So muscle is really a driver of composition, body Mm -hmm. composition, not. okay. so I feel like I see this a lot. And I remember like my parents saying this to me as a as a kid and it just made sense. Sure, muscle weighs more than fat. But like when you break it down, it doesn't make sense. And I know that was a tangent, (laughs) but whatever you said uh, jogged my mind.
0: Okay, and next is waiting to feel happy, waiting to be happy. So have you ever said to yourself, like, once I reach... X amount of pounds, then I'll be happy. Or once I can fit into that old pair of jeans, then I'll be happy. But as you may have experienced, I know this from personal experience, no matter what weight I was at, even if it was at 95 pounds, even if it was at 125 pounds, I still wasn't happy because I wasn't feeling confident in my body. And a lot of times when you like get to that destination, it's still not good enough. There's still something else that you want to change about you. So still something else that you can pick apart about your body. So what if you could like flip that switch and what if you could just be happy now with your body and how would that really shift the way you view yourself and what you're capable of and the way you view your body if you could just feel happy now instead and really just take this pressure off yourself and your body. You know, as moms were already putting so much pressure on ourselves in all these other areas, why do we want to add another area of pressure?
1: So it's funny that you mentioned the pants situation. Um, when I was at like my best f- feeling body like where I felt the most confident in my 20s I was a size four and like I love the way everything fit I I don't I guess it would be a lie to say that I haven't been fixated on like sizes in my past now I don't really care Um, it's more like how does something fit how does it make me feel does it make me feel good does it accentuate the things that I want accentuated Um, but anyway I digress. So. I was doing CrossFit at the time. This was before Shelby had her business and I fell in love with her workouts. <laughs> um, but I felt great. But this could be when like my thyroid started becoming a factor, but I also went to grad school, so I was working full-time, um, doing grad school full-time and like definitely not taking care of myself. Like that was totally on the back burner. This was pre-kids also. I still had my dog. Um, but that was like my main responsibility. But anyway, so I was gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining weight. And I moved up to a six and then a tight six and then an eight and then a tight eight, but I wouldn't get rid of any of my size four clothes. I literally left everything hanging in the, the closet where I would see it every single day and every single day it would make me feel bad about myself and the funny thing is is like if i were to ever fit in that stuff again it would be like dry rotted and out of style anyway <laughs> so like my advice or you never know kidding. well it could come back around yeah. <laughs> as we're seeing now with the 80s and 90s oh God, um a whole. yeah the whole other <laughs> topic but my advice to everybody if like this is relatable to you is donate the stuff while it's in good condition go out and buy yourself something now that feels amazing doesn't matter what size it is but I mean again going back to the financial situation if that's possible for you or you know um, go on a Facebook group and say like in search of something but get something that makes you feel great and then take away the excuse that like something in your past or whatever is going to make you happy and then just start making a change
0: Yeah. And this is one of like, this was one of the biggest confidence shifters for me too, is, you know, just buying things that made me feel good despite the size, especially now, like every brand runs so, so differently and we're like trying to fit in this certain size, but this brand could run really small or really big and let's just like, not pay attention to the sizes and just find the things that make you feel good and confident now instead of trying to fit into that pair of jeans from high school when you were like a completely different person
1: Mm -hmm. yep
0: okay and the last thing is waiting to invest in support so let me just say I completely understand everyone's financial situation is so different and we understand that but let's get clear on why you're waiting to invest so a lot of times it's not about the money it's the belief in yourself that is coming up and this fear like fear that you won't actually be able to stick to the plan fear that you'll maybe like waste your money on another program or another fix again. But what if we flipped that script and thought about all of the good things that could come from investing and just thinking about how much things could change and how much progress you could make if you did have that support and that accountability to ensure that you actually did stay consistent and come up with a well thought out plan for you to make sure that you did see the changes in your body that you would want to see and thinking about how much more quickly you'd be able to get there.
1: I feel like it's worth saying that, and I feel like you touched on this a little bit, like investing in the right places. Um, for anybody that knows me, I am like the easiest sell, like <laughs> <laughs> the easiest sell. I, so like historically, I would buy things because it seemed like a quick fix or I'd quote unquote invest in a program that felt like it would just take care of all my problems but my the problem with my mentality back then is that I like I made the connection between spending money and results forgetting that I actually had to put in the work (laughs) like for example I signed up for Beachbody and there's I have no like nothing bad that I want to say about Beachbody but I had, like, the supplements coming, the, <laughs> the, the, the um, what do you call protein powder, like, on subscribe and save. I, when I tell you that my basement was full of this <laughs> goddamn protein powder that I never touched and I never opened up, I never even set up my Beachbody account on my phone or computer, whatever I was supposed to do back then. But it was, like, I felt, I was, like, tricking myself into thinking that I was doing something and taking action because I spent money. And, I mean, I could write a laundry list of things that I've done that are similar in terms of like buying into MLMs and things like that to just get results. Um, but I think this goes back to intention too. And like, we are in control of the choices that we make and finding the solution that works best for you or finding somebody that's going to work well with you is what's really important. And there's a difference between like spending money and investing in yourself. And I think that that's really key because if you're, if you think you're investing in something that doesn't work for you, then that's, there's no ROI on that investment. But if you take the time to do your research and figure out one, am I actually in a state where I think I want to make changes and two what like think about your personality and your personality traits and your behaviors like what type of support do you need and then find somebody or a program or support group that will complement that and i think that that's so important
0: yeah and i think that's like a big thing that i talk through with a lot of women and why i like talking talking through you know coaching and different programs with women because people don't need the same type of support and the same type of accountability. So like with a one-on-one coaching where we're working really, really close together, that's for people who are wanting that like higher level of accountability and support and someone like checking in on them and ensuring that they're moving forward. But some women don't need that high level support. They just kind of need like some structure and there's different like types of coaching and programs for each type of woman and the type of support that you do best with and you're craving and for where like
1: you're at with your health and fitness and then it's not just like a one like obviously it's not one size fits all programming but like you, especially working with you, like you help evolve them. Like you don't just say, here's your workout, here's your plan, go. It's like, okay, so now you've made progress. Now let's tweak. You've made progress. Let's tweak again. And I think that that type of handholding is really where change happens and you, it happens slowly but consistently. And in six months from now, you can look back and be like, holy shit, like look how, much, look how far I've come. And, and I know that in six more months, I'm going to be this much further. But when you're sitting here today, it maybe doesn't seem possible until you get that support. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then a year from now, you look back and you'll think, wow, I am so glad I did that. Mm
0: -hmm. And something I like to think about is like, maybe, like, maybe you don't have something coming up that you like want to lose weight for. Like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of women come to me either way. They're like, oh, I had this event that I want to lose weight for, or, It's the opposite, like, oh, I, you know, I don't have anything, like, I'm not in a rush, so I don't really need the support now or whatever. And that's just, like, not the best way to think about it because, again, it's only like focusing on the weight loss. But just even if you don't, like, have an event coming up, it's like, how long are you willing to wait to make change? Like, how bad are you willing to let things get until you make change are you waiting until like your health is at risk and you're having to go to the doctor for different things like are you willing to wait for it to get that bad how like bad are you um or like how long are you willing to wait to feel more confident are you going to like continue to go into this hole where you're picking your body apart and you get deeper and deeper into this whole like how bad do you want
1: it to get until you are ready to go and I feel like this is like that old adage if you don't invest in your health you're going to be forced to invest in your sickness illness Something like that um, I can't stay I don't, This next quote makes me feel so silly But I feel like it does have some merit <laughs> Like you don't have to get ready If you stay ready Like So when you're talking about like Getting ready for an event Or like having something that's like that source of motivation for you Like When something If you don't start taking action just for your day-to-day like your every day is important your every day should be what motivates you um and you deserve to feel special and good and confident every single day so let that be your like your event you know waking up every day feeling good um but yeah like when if you don't so if you don't start doing those things now or in the near future when that thing pops up then you're not ready then so it's like just get in front of the situation and I feel like it wasn't until I became a mom that like, I started living by this mantra, but like, do something today, whether it's something small or something big, whatever, that your future self is going to thank you for. And I feel like that has made me become such a more action-oriented person because I was definitely somebody, and I still do this, but like, I put things on a pedestal and I let things overwhelm me and I let things paralyze me from actually taking action. But when I remind myself like, that the future me is going to be happier that I did something today, that's my source of motivation. And so far, not going to what it's been pretty good.
0: Yeah, I need to keep that in mind. That's such a good one. Okay, so again, this is a lot, but let's, let's do a little recap. So one, thinking about like, if not now, when? If you keep waiting, it's never actually going to happen. And just imagine how much further along You would be now with your health, your mindset, your body, your life. If you didn't keep waiting and know that things aren't going to slow down, there's always going to be something that pops up expecting the unexpected and that you're not always going to feel motivated. You can't just rely on motivation. You have to take that action first in order to start building that momentum and to keep going. And just really thinking about like flipping the switch instead of thinking like um, of the negatives, thinking about how your life could change if you were just happy now. How would your life change if you really thought about all the good things that could come from investing in yourself?
1: So, as far as action steps go, we want you to really sit down and think about. Well, one, are you waiting for something to happen? Are you in that stage of life? But if you're not, keep this in the back of your mind and refer back to this episode later. But if you are, you feel like that the weight, the literal weight (laughs) or the figurative weight um, weighing down on you, what is it that you're waiting for? And like, I'm somebody that likes to see things I need, like to hold something in my hand and writing things down with a pen is very helpful to me. So like write down the things that you're waiting to happen or waiting on and then write down like the why and what's actually stopping you from getting there and like there could be a lot of different things and some of them might have merit but I think once you do that exercise you'll realize that a lot of them don't and you're kind of artificially creating the need to wait and then um, lastly make your doctor's appointments <laughs> do not yeah. do not wait on those it, please. get your
0: primary doctor go to the dermatologist go to the gynecologist go to the gyno, yeah. <laughs> do all of the things
1: it means so much to us to have you on this journey. And together we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time. As
0: always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at MomTales and Cocktails Podcast with your momtails. And don't forget to follow here. And we will see you on the next episode.